morning. Very warm welcome and to those joining us online, you're most welcome wherever you are. And a special welcome to the friends and family of Callum and Samantha McLeod as we gather here today to celebrate the baptism of their daughter Daisy. Come as we listen to God as Jeremiah heard him. Come as we hear God through the prophet's voice. Come, listen and get ready to begin again. Let us worship God. Him 489 comes down love divine.
boys and girls. Right, that was the first one back. We're going to try that again. All right. Good morning, boys and girls. That's better. That's better. Who was all back at school this week? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, that's school. Primary one. How many new primary ones did we have? One, two, two new primaries are good. Do you enjoy it? Just this minute to primary two. Yeah, primary two. So we did a good week at school. Excellent. It's good to have you back here. This is our first Sunday back in Sunday school as well after the summer break. And this morning I want you to think about, have you ever been told that you shouldn't speak when grown-ups are speaking? Or you don't know enough? Or are you only a wee boy or a wee girl so you don't actually know? Have you ever been told that? Yeah. Harry's nodding, Harry's been told that. Good job, Gregor's not here. He's been nodding as well. Quite often, as adults would say, and I used to be told, don't speak when adults are speaking. Yes. Excellent. I'm glad to hear on Sunday school that we know we can still speak. Did your brother do that for you? Because he loves dinosaurs. Did your brother do that? Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. So sometimes we're told that we don't know enough. And in the Bible today, there's a man called Jeremiah who's told to go and be God's prophet, to go and tell the stories, but he says, I'm too young. I don't know enough. I don't know enough. And people probably told him that as well, that he was too young and didn't know enough. But actually, God used them to change a nation. So you're never too young to know. And I keep telling Sunday too, and I just some time when I'm in this chat room there, that this generation is a generation that can change the world. To be passionate about things, be passionate about the environment and about justice and about caring for people, because you're never too young to speak truth to power. That's not to say you can interrupt your mum or dad, don't go and get that. But Gary said that I can interrupt my mum or dad. But we can always speak that truth and care and be passionate about something that really matters. And that's what we're called to be, like Jeremiah, and we're never too young to do that. Our baptismal hymn, 632, our children Lord and faith and prayer.
special place where we recognize and celebrate the promise given to Daisy of a love that refuses to let her go. It is an ancient sign, but a sign that Jesus shared in too. A sign that makes all things new. So let us gather here, trusting that this water, while it remains water, holds the symbol of God's love and the Saviour who gave everything for us. Let us pray. God and water, you birthed the world, a new creation for the universe. Jesus, through water, you were baptised, sharing in our humanity. Spirit, by water, you continue to call us into a new way of living. May we hear once more your calling to be yours, and bring Daisy through the waters, dedicating her into the promise of love. Hear us now as we pray together in the words that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever. Amen. Samantha and Callum, you have a great responsibility, so do you promise God being your helper to make your home a Christian home and to continue to bring Daisy up in the faith and the commonwealth of the church? People of God, today Daisy has been baptised here in our midst as part of one worldwide church. We've been given the responsibility to nurture and offer her the good news. So do you promise to continue to welcome and uphold her, to nurture and strengthen her, and to give her your time and your love for the commonwealth of the Spirit? If you do, please stand. Daisy, for you, Jesus came into the world and showed us all about God's love. For you, he suffered and died that first Easter. For you also, he rose again and celebrated new life. All this he did for you, Daisy. And even though, like everyone else here, we don't fully understand it, but that doesn't matter, because we love God because God first loved us. Daisy, Christina McLeod, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the blessing of the God of light, the Son of love, and the Spirit of truth, descend upon you and remain in your heart forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you.
she wants me to get out again. <laughs> Nearly sleeping. Samantha and Callum, as Daisy's parents, you're witnesses to what's happened here today. So please tell her about the faith and give her the chance to respond in her own way to the mystery of faith and the love of God. Daisy, there will always be a home here for you. We're part of one worldwide family and we'll celebrate it when you join us here. May God always bless you. Let us pray. God, you continually call your people into community, into renewal and life, to respond to your love and we give thanks for Daisy's baptism today. Lead Daisy into the world and together as parents and God's people, may we enable her to discover your truth and be touched by your mystery. May we let her question what too many take for granted and give her space to discover you in her own. Guide Christina and Kat and Callum in their care for Daisy. And as a whole family, may they live in the anticipation of love, promise of the saints, hope of eternity, laughter of heaven and peace on earth. Touch us all with your presence, the very core of what we are. Hear us in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. We have a Bible and baptismal certificate for Daisy so you can share some stories and uh, tell her all the day that we have. Thank you very much. Our Sunday club will now go through. Any children who are part of the baptismal party are welcome to join the Sunday, Sunday club or the crest which is on this week or they can stay here. It's absolutely fine. Come and go as they please. They can go through if they wish with the Sunday club. The food bank collection continues at the West Halls on a Tuesday, 10 to 12 and 7 to 8 p.m. And please continue to support that if you can. Big thank you to Caroline um, Morris and our overseas mission team yesterday for our calf treasure hunt. A big thank to everyone who supported that. £314 is raised for our partners in Moandi. And there will be more, another event in September. Caroline, big breakfast in September. Yep, 17th of September, and there will be more details out for that. It's another uh, big breakfast we had at the start of the year, which is always well supported, so keep your eye out for that. Sandra Griffiths is requesting one volunteer to deliver the record in Newt Avenue. It's only four issues per year, so if you could do that um, in Newt Avenue, uh, speak to Sandra Griffiths or myself, and I'll put you in touch with Sandra.
That's all our intimations. Our scripture lesson this morning will be read by Ian Scott. Let's listen for God's word. The call of Jeremiah. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Ah, Sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am only a child. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a child. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, Now I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. Then from chapter 7. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Stand at the gate of the Lord's house and there proclaim this message. Hear the word of the Lord, all you people of Judah who come through these gates to worship the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Reform your ways and your actions and I will let you live in this place. Do not trust in deceptive words and say, This is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. If you really change your ways and your actions and deal with each other justly, if you do not oppress the alien, the fatherless, or the widow, and do not, send, do not shed innocent blood in this place, and if you do not follow other gods to your own harm, then I will let you live in this place, in the land I gave to your forefathers forever and ever. But look, you are trusting in deceptive words that are worthless, Will you steal and murder, commit adultery and perjury, burn incense to Baal and follow other gods you have not known, and then come and stand before me in this house which bears my name and say, we are safe, safe to do all these detestable things. Thank you. In 97, O oh God, you search me and you know me.
Let us pray. Spirit, may we see your kingdom signs in this place. May we take them into our world. Open our minds and our hearts to hear your message for us today. So be it. Amen. Welcome to the world of Jeremiah. It's wild, exciting, a roller coaster of emotions, events, doubts, arguments, and defeat. But it does not end well. The book begins in this traditional way, setting the time and place of the prophet's call by listing the kings of Judah. And it finishes with Jeremiah in exile in Egypt and the enfeebled king of Judah relying on a pension in Babylon. On one level is the story of a small nation and its people are caught up in the regional political changes of the time. Egypt had lost its edge. Assyria was in decline. Babylonia was the new power. Persia was sitting in the wings and Judah was among the small nations that were trying to survive and prosper. Playing off one power against the other in a high stakes game. A game they finally lost. The times were changing. And that wee battered country of Judah were given Jeremiah to help them find a road through the chaos. And if we look at our world today and compare it to where we were even two years ago, so many political changes, global powers have shifted ground. The conflict in Ukraine highlights the shifting nature of global power. In the book of Jeremiah asks the church how she will help people find a road through all of this. And Jeremiah wasn't too keen on the task. He felt it was beyond him. He was too young. He was too tired. He was too full of doubts. He was too afraid. As I said to a young folk earlier, how many times as a young child or as an adult you've said to a child, don't speak when the adults are speaking. Children should be seen and not heard. You don't understand because you're too young. How many have felt inadequate because they couldn't possibly do it, they didn't know enough, and they think they're not good enough? It's not just us. Every call narrative in the Bible 
Moses, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Jonah, even Jesus had doubts. Too young, too old, not good enough. Is this what you really want? Yet our readings begin with God specifically choosing this young, unconfident prophet to communicate God's version of the story. And it seems to be one of the consistent themes of the faith story of an incarnational principle. God chooses the weak. God chooses those who don't think they're good enough. And he gives them a voice. And he shapes them to be strength and bread in God's kingdom. And Jeremiah could well be used as a good example of the church today. The church that seems so much less than it used to be. And it may be the church can only muster a whisper. But the whisper can be about God's love as seen in Jesus. God's love lived by the people of God. We may not like the task. Jeremiah didn't, if we're honest, but he trusted God. And he spoke up and he lived it out. The focus of Jeremiah's prophetic task is not on Jeremiah, it's in God. Perhaps that seems a little obvious, but it really matters. It seems that people found it easy to let their attention slip away from God. And Jeremiah's task was to point this out over and over again, and he never stopped doing it. He challenged everything, good or evil. Everything that blocked the path between God and God's people. In the first chapter, Jeremiah had to learn it was not all about him, his ability, his words. It was about God's. God's choice. God's voice. God's vision. God's authority. God's protection. And God's strength. While the majority of you will never be called to walk these pulpit steps and be ministers, as Christians we are all called. We have a universal call, a non-negotiable call, to speak out when people are taking advantage of others. When the powerful are disregarding the powerless, where there is gross inequalities in the world, we don't have an opt-in or an opt-out. We are called. If we're Christians, if we profess to follow Jesus, we have no choice. It's not a choice. If we're true followers of Christ and not just part of a Sunday social club, we are obliged to raise our voices. However old 
however young those voices may be. It's an obligation. It's at the very heart of our call. In the second part of our reading in chapter 7, the people are challenged to stop thinking about that it's the temple that matters. As if the building will keep them safe regardless of what they do. It will justify their unjust and complacent ways of living. And Jesus alluded to Jeremiah when he accused the religious authorities of his day of doing the same thing, of focusing on the temple in such a way that it created costly barriers towards them coming and praying to God. Temples, global powers, kings do not last. Even churches slip into ruin. The world turns. We are but grass. Here today, gone tomorrow. Jeremiah's task was to wean people off of all that was ultimately going to be history, but in which they had invested all their trust, which included the Jerusalem temple. He implored them to focus on what lasts and what can be trusted when everything else is gone. When we sit in our predominantly 100 to 200 year old churches as part of our centuries old denomination, our Jeremiah-like task might just be that to point everybody beyond the transient to that which really counts, to that which is lasting value, because more than our voices, it's our actions that count most. A glass of water given, a welcome offered, grace mercy and love. These are the things that have value in the currency of the kingdom of God. Glory be to the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forevermore, world without end. Amen. 553, just as I am.
Listening, God, may you hear our prayers as we lift them to you. We pray that you will hear the ones who cry with pain in the heart. We pray that you will hear the ones who weep all night long. We pray that you will hear the ones who are sobbing in their loneliness. Pray, O God, that you will heal those in pain. May you let them know restoration in their lives and find healing for their broken hearts. We pray to our God who leads. We ask that you will lead us through the dark times and places. May you guide us through concerning times. May you lead us to a place where one day your light will shine through the darkness and we will live always in the reality of your peace. O God, teach us to listen to your voice. We may hear the cry of those in need. Teach us to love in order that we may be a blessing to each and every one of your children. These prayers, as well as those locked in our hearts and minds, we bring before you now. O God, hear our prayers and encourage us to respond in service to you, our rock, our saviour and our strength. So be it. Amen. Following our final hymn is a word of benediction. We then sing the threefold Amen and the blessing, praise God, from whom all blessings flow as the Bible leaves the sanctuary. Our final hymn, 680. You are called to tell a story.
We go from here towards the community of your world. And when we receive your word, we now go to speak it, to share it, to live it, to love it. And as we go, with the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the common life of the Holy Spirit, be with you all forevermore.